Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. Hey, I always like to start with something really interesting. And for this, we go to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yes, home of the 1941 hit song, Chattanooga Choo Choo by Glenn Miller. You remember that? I mean, you can sing it. Pardon me, boy. Okay, even if we weren't around in 1941, everyone knows that song. Well, the reason why I bring it up, it has nothing to do with the song. It has to do with home internet service. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, 25 gig. Yes, 25 gig home internet service. What? I know if you thought your 150 megabits per second was pretty fast, well, this is 25 gig or 25,000 megabits per second. And how are they doing this? Over fiber, of course. So wouldn't that be something to have a 25 gig line coming into your house? That's amazing. I mean, anyone would be able to Tennessee the difference. Yes, and you welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to yes, it's called the Kim Commando Show. It's America's most trusted source for all things digital. And of course, you can find us on over 420 top stations from coast to coast. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. What you want to do is just search for Commando, of course. And you can find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, 24-7, anytime you want, with three months of archives over at GetKim.com. And a special thank you goes out to all of our servicemen and women who are listening to us right now on the American Forces Network radio Love this. 375,000 folks in 175 countries and 200 ships at sea are listening to the Kim Commando Show. So amazing. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. You know, I scour the news wires and sites and I talk to industry insiders every single day to bring you up to date. And then I give you just the top five things you need to know about tech. And in this part of the show, I like to focus on the tech news and the world and what's happening right now. And let's just face facts right here at the top that the likes of Meta, Google, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and all the others, they have totally abused our privacy so that we don't have any left. Now, this is something you're going to be hearing a lot more of, I believe. It's called the American Data and Privacy Protection Act. Let me say it again. The American Data and Privacy Protection Act, and they shorten it up, so it's ADPPA. And it's a rare bipartisan support measure, and it needs to pass the full House and the Senate, but if it does pass, it's gonna dramatically change our data privacy laws that frankly, they just don't exist in the United States. You got a little bit in Illinois, you got a little bit in California, but the rest of us were in this oasis. So this ADPPA covers data as any information or device that identifies or can be linked reasonably to a person. It protects biometric data, genetic data, geolocation information. We would finally have the right to access and control our data. We could correct anything that was inaccurate. We could potentially delete anything that we didn't want in there. And it also has a provision to stop those moronic I agree boxes that we all just accept because we're not gonna read a whole bunch of techno mumbo jumbo, right? I mean, legal mumbo jumbo rather. So is it gonna pass? I sure hope so. Big tech isn't gonna want it to pass, but I'm gonna keep you posted on this data harvesting and this protection act as things go on. Number two on our list, I told you this was gonna happen a few months ago and I mentioned this before, but for anyone who missed the show, don't buy any new Apple products between now and September 7th because that's when Apple's gonna show us all the new tech that they want us to buy. 
And here's a fun fact. More than half of Apple's revenue comes from direct sales of the iPhone. So on September 7th, we're looking for four new iPhones to be announced, faster chip, a 48 megapixel rear camera, 8K video, self-focusing front-facing camera too. And it doesn't sound like there's going to be any of those smaller mini phones anymore. And we're also expecting three new Apple Watches with better specifications. There's also probably going to be an Apple Watch Pro, and that's meant for people who are really into sports and fitness, has a more durable titanium case and damage-resistant screen, and of course, a higher price tag, right? So Apple is calling the September 7th event far out. Now, a lot of people are speculating, what does this far out mean? Does that mean that maybe our watches and our phones are going to have satellite connections? Could that be a possibility? I mean, for those times when you're in emergency and you don't have any bars in any places. I just hope me talking about how great it would be to have satellite connectivity on your device wasn't all just a waste of space. Thank you very much. Stay for the VO. Uh, Number three, don't be Brandon. There are just some things you should not do with technology, like getting a chip implant so that this way you can open your Tesla and start your car. Mm. Come with me to Detroit and let me introduce to Brandon Dowley. Brandon has a Tesla, and so do I. It's so incredibly easy to start and open your Tesla door. So as long as you have your phone and the app running on your phone, that all you do is just go up to the car and the doors open automatically. Put your phone down in the Tesla and then you just say you wanna go forward or backwards and the car moves. And when you're done with driving your Tesla, you just take your phone with you and you walk away from your car and the car turns off and it locks again automatically. So Brandon got a chip implant in his right hand so that his Tesla key And by tapping on the driver's door and inside, he can unlock and start his Tesla. He says the chips cost anywhere between two and three hundred dollars. And to get the chip put in that he programmed, by the way, uh, is that you go to a local piercing joint and they'll do it for around one hundred dollars. Who knew? Now, this is not Brandon's first chip implant. He has a chip in his left hand that opens and locks the front and back doors of his house because that's always very difficult, too. Uh, And he's planning to get another chip implant, this time in his chest so that this way he could get instant body temperature readings. Guess he never heard of the thermometer. But in the words of Albert Einstein, what's the difference between stupidity and genius? Genius has its limits. Uh, Number four, Muscovites. Do not do this with your kids. In Santa Barbara, California, a billionaire software designer named Dan O'Dowd, he's running for Senate, and O'Dowd has flooded California with paid TV commercials showing a self-driving Tesla running over child-sized mannequins time and time again, all the while claiming that Tesla's self-driving software is the worst thing he's ever seen. Now, if elected, he's going to put a stop, he says, to self-driving cars. So guess what happened next? Mm, you're wrong. O'Dowd's commercial is now viral, and it's an Internet challenge. So Elon Musk, along with Tesla superfans that I like to call Muscovites, Uh, These are the people who will defend Musk and Tesla apparently to the death. They're actually, listen to this, videoing their own kids standing in front of a moving self-driving Tesla to prove O'Dowd wrong. Okay, let me tell you, I have self-driving mode on my Tesla. I don't even put it on when I'm behind the wheel because I almost ran into a motorcycle, parked car, blew through a stop sign. This thing is just not ready for prime time. These people are just morons. 
And we'll take just one Tesla failure to just prove it to the world. And by the way, don't think for a moment that I'm endorsing this candidate. I'm a resident in the state of Arizona. I can't vote in California. And finally, coming in at number five, is this you? Then you need to fix it. How embarrassed would you be if everyone, all your family members and all your coworkers and friends could see your entire internet search history? Well, USA Today reports that most Americans would rather do without their phone at all for a year than have anyone know their browsing history. And no, they're not embarrassed about porn. Well, specifically, it's more about how much time they spend looking up exes or doom scrolling on WebMD to see what ailment that they might have. Now, the most embarrassing thing for most folks is that they spend time looking for details about the lives of people who are closest to them. Wow, isn't that sad? The most embarrassing thing is they spend time on Facebook, Insta, wherever, real, be real, wherever they're kind of hanging out, looking at the details of lives of people closest to them instead of just getting to know them better. Hey, would you like to have lunch? Can we schedule a video call if you're not far, if you're far away? So porn is still a part of it. The websites listed most embarrassing in order are, number one is Pornhub. Two is Reddit, WebMD's coming at three, TMZ at number four, and BuzzFeed at number five. And as it turns out, keeping up with the Kardashians is something that we do, but nobody ever really wants to admit it. But I don't get it why so many people have issues with that show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I like to compare that program with a Lego movie, with all the plastic parts just moving around. All right, I have so much to tell you about. You don't want to miss a moment. I'm going to tell you about the trick to find spyware running on your PC or Mac. Tell you how you can print just by using your voice. It's like magic. Um, I put together this list of the most creative scams that have been hitting my mailbox. Uh, one of which, <laughs> it's kind of a spoiler, I got to tell you about. One of which uh, scam was that, that said I had died. Um, I'm still here. Uh, scammers are going to all great lengths, right? Uh, we're going to talk about the secret to compressing images in Word or PowerPoint. Then later on this hour, how do you get Google to stop just tracking you once and for all? And of course, we have all of your phone calls here on this Coast to Coast broadcast of the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And if you ever have a question for me and you're too shy to speak in front of millions and tens of millions of people, it's no big deal. You can still send me your question. Just head over to our website. That's commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. Oh, and speaking of the website, if you have not already picked up your complimentary Windows guide or Mac guide from me, just do it now while you're thinking about it. Head over to commando.com slash free guides. Once again, that's commando.com slash free guides. And moments away from a great tip about how you can find Spyware on your PC or Mac. But before we get to all of that, uh, let's see. How about we have Steve in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello there, Steve. Hello. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for taking my call. So how can I help you out today? Um, I have a 15-year-old daughter. Um, that has some anxiety issues and wants to be able to manage her medication that she's taking. And we would like her to be able to do that. However, we want there to be a process that she can follow 
so that she can remember when she took a pill, how soon she can take a pill. And so I've been looking for an app that we could put on her phone. She has an Android phone. Okay. Um, and I'm concerned about all the, the uh, privileges and uh, yeah. the information that they gather. And I'm trying to find a safe app that I can give my 15-year-old daughter so that she can manage her anxiety medication. Well, you know, anytime you say app, is that there's always all these terms and conditions, right? And right. where they do collect data, I can't think of one app that, that says that they won't collect the data and use it in some way or for, some form or fashion. Um, there are some, I mean, you, you could go in and try to do that uh, and, and read all the terms and conditions, but by its very nature, the app is going to be free because it is collecting information. And it could, and they may not distribute it to third parties, and it may be covered by HIPAA. Um, like one of the apps that comes to mind is called MetaSafe Pill Reminder. Uh, what it does is it, it will actually give her a notification, sound, text, or whatever it may be, on her phone that will tell her that it's now time to take her meds. But there's another solution that is maybe better. Um, is you remember those old the the pill boxes that they sell in the um, in the pharmacies, you know, like you said, yeah. like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. How many pills does she take a day? Um, she actually she takes one consistently at bedtime, and then she can take one or two more de during the day, depending on how you she's know, feeling. If she feels the sure. need, yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. Um, well, there's a there's a smart pill box that uh, works with your it works with the phone's alarm and it also gives notifications on the phone and so it's okay. a, so what she would do is she would put her pills into the box and then she doesn't have to say what the pills are in the app she can say whatever it is As a matter of fact she can do that for any app she could just call it aspirin right okay right and but the electronic pill boxes i like that because it's like a physical tactile thing that she can put her pills in for the week and have an overflow maybe for when she's feeling a little bit more anxious at certain times during the day. But then when it's time for her to take her pill, it will actually give her a notification on her phone. And then it will also sound an alarm on the pill box. So, and I, I, I like that because that solution, because this way she can have a physical memory of actually opening that tactile, opening it, pulling the pill out. And then right. she sees that it's empty. And then because it's the alarm on the phone and also on the pillbox is that it, it you know, I, I think it's going to be, you know, pretty hard for her not to remember. I'm going to send you a link to a couple of apps uh, for Android as well as they're always for iOS, as well as this, the company who makes it, it's AUVON, and it's not terribly expensive. I'm actually really surprised how cheap that it is. Uh, this smart pillbox is about, they're about like $15 with the app. But if you are concerned with her privacy, just have her say that they're aspirin. You know, nobody else needs to know what it is. And this way, in case it does get into some big old database, because gosh knows we have so many different data points. You know, what's interesting is that I was talking to somebody uh, who's really big in the marketing industry, digital marketing industry. I said, you know, how many different data points are there on the average American? Because I had heard that it was like 24, 25,000 data points. And he whipped his head around and he looked at me and he said, Kim, no, the number's infinite. 
it's just infinite. And I was like, why would it be infinite? He's like, because every single day people are adding more and more data points, more and more data points. Uh, Steve, thanks. Thanks again for your call. I'm going to post links to these over inside the Commando community. So if you go to commando.com slash community in the Q&A forum, you can find links to the apps as well as some um, uh, smart product, smart pill reminding products over at amazon.com. All right. So what if you have some spyware running on your PC or Mac? What you want to do is on your PC, you open the task manager and on your Mac, search for activity monitor. And that's where you start seeing all the processes and apps that are running on your system. You see something unusual, just Google it. And this way you can make sure that everything's all safe and sound. You want to stay right where you are. We have our DIY security tip coming up that you never want to miss. All right, before we get to our digital privacy tip and how to stop Google tracking you, a whole bunch of other things, you know, a lot of people don't know that you can say, hmm, I'm not going to say the name A-L-E-X-A, and you could say print my to-do list or print real paper or print music paper, whatever it may be. It's kind of a nifty trick. So what you do is you open your smart assistant's app, use Google Home, uh, use Google Assistant app. And so whether you're using Alexa, Google Siri, another smart home app, just look through your settings and find the list of connected devices. And then find add the device option. You're going to choose the printer, select your printer, and just like that, your printer is now settled into your whole smart home. Now, over on the website, we have specific directions step by step. Um, but if you also want to get some help before starting, you can always just say whatever the name is, ask your Epson printer to print a help page. And I'm not going to say the name because um, I guess I said, hey, Google, and everybody's devices. Oh, I guess it just happened. Sorry about that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Sean in Augusta, Georgia. Hi there, Sean. Hi, Kim. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure, sir. How can I help you out today? Uh, I'm looking for an alternative to a POS terminal. I have a small business, and I have a PC and an iPad. And I wanted to basically for it to do the same thing that a POS terminal would do, inventory management, barcode scanning, printing register receipts, cash register receipts, and be able to monitor and do web sales. You want everything. <laughs> I want everything, yeah, as much as I can get. <laughs> it's like, so when you go, go to ice cream sundae, do you, do you just get everything? Just loaded that sucker right up, right? It's just, I do. you know, yes. even throw the yes. M&Ms on the top just because I want those as well. Um, what kind of stores do you have? What are you selling? I, I sell lawnmower blades and automotive supplies and uh, just things people use around the house, tarps trailer hitches got a good stuff like, like that. that now um now are you using a pos system now no i'm not i started studying it and talking to several companies and i just saw dollar signs racking up yeah it does it can rack up um have you looked at yeah. square i have I, I use square now but i'm I, I don't use the pos terminal but i use the square uh card devices okay um you know because square has developed into a point of sale system where it can track your inventory i'm not sure the cost because i haven't looked at it lately um but it's really has developed over the years into up to and including they have different type of specific pos packages um so like if you were a beauty salon that they have a special package for you if you're selling goods and services they have a special setup just for you 
Um, the reason why I like Square is because it works on your phone. It works on your PC, your Mac. Uh, you can actually turn your an iPad into a terminal. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people are so accustomed to it. And if, if the customer has ever used Square before, is that they can... Uh, you know, you can give, they can give you your e- their email address and then their, right. their information is going to pop up and populate automatically. Uh, and right. and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a really robust product. And with the percentage that they take on the credit cards, I believe it's, it's you know, a little over 2%, especially that's only Visa yeah. MasterCard. American Express is always going to be more because you have to pay more you know, in order to use American Express. What if I I put together some square resources for you? And That would be great. And then have you take a look at it. And if if you say, you know what, hey, this just doesn't feel right for me, um, or it doesn't look like it's for my business, or then let me take it to the next level, and let me see if there's um, another solution. There's, There's one that... Uh, John, who's our IT genius, one of our IT geniuses, because Jeremy's the other. Uh, John was telling me recently about a solution called CloverFlex. Um, why don't right. you look at that as well? Because you, so I'll put some links to Square that to give you some more information about that. But you might also want to look okay. at what John was talking about. Again, it's called CloverFlex, and I'll put some links. It's okay. at clover.com. You know, like four leaf clover. But I'll put some links right. over inside the Commando community. Um, and so this way you can look at the, the links in the Q&A form because that's where I like to put those, which, by the way, the, the Commando community, if you have any tech, really techie questions, uh, where you've made it free for the next 90 days. So if you have any, like, can't get this to work type of question that doesn't really, step-by-steps are so hard to do on a national radio show or podcast, it is just incredibly right, difficult. Right. Uh, that, that's a good place to put that. But let me put together, as I mentioned, Sean, some really handy links so you can see more about how it works because this is a commitment. I mean, you when you move your business into a point of sale system, it's really hard to go back. You have to make sure that it's the right one. The reason why I only mentioned Square, and I know that there are several others, is that it also incorporates with Shopify so you could actually sell things on the web. Um, and I know several small businesses that are actually using Square right now, and everybody seems pretty, pretty happy with it. So. Uh, I'll put those links, but again, clover.com is another one, Sean, for you to check out. And thank you for your call. All right. These are, <laughs> wow, it's, I don't know where to start. I, I guess you call them creative scams that have come into my inbox, which means if they have come into my inbox or phone, that uh, you may have been getting them as well. So I'm going to start with a really sophisticated, scary scam. It was a text that I got that said it was from the U.S. Postal Service, forwarding delivery service reminder to avoid delays. Please ensure you provide the correct delivery address. Please take steps to reactivate it after replying. So there's a little bit of an English problem here. And when you click the link, what's fascinating is that you actually end up at the U.S. Postal Service website. Now, how did they do this? Well, if you have your login credentials saved in your browser, the hackers just stole your username and password. Exactly what happened. So... Don't click on any links you get inside of a text. What you want to do is grab that URL and then put it into a private window or do a who is lookup. Now, I also got number two on our list is a, it looked like a delivery that was delayed and it was missing certain information. It says your shipment has been delayed and it looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, don't fall for this. Go to the shipper's website, log in and check it manually. 
Uh, next on my list was a subscription renewal notice to my account uh, from Bulgaria. I, I don't think I've ever even been to Bulgaria. Then the, let's see, number four on our list is congratulations, consumer collation, mass tort, and says my balance was $9,571.99. Now they say they've been trying to contact me several times. But up at the top, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is that it says this message was sent from a trusted sender. So it looks like my email had already gone through it. Uh, I got, of course, a couple of Nigerian prince scams that say they want to give me $5,000. I got a slimy inheritance scam that said they've decided to give me uh, $5.5 million um, as long as I could prove that it was going to go to a church. Uh, seven on our list is that I had I won a tea kettle. Yes. Mm, no. Strange characters and subject lines, so that should be a red flag. I also got one that says, Hi, I'm Scott. I'm 28 years old, and I'm an attractive wife looking for an attractive wife. Uh, I am not unromantic. He goes on and on and whatever. Uh, and finally, uh, number nine, apparently I'm dead because... Um, this one was from the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and it said that we received an email from a doctor, Ben Kell, yesterday, who told us that she is your private doctor and uh, your next of kin should be notified that she died recently. <laughs> okay. Yes, I can't respond to that email. So if you have anybody in your family who is susceptible to scams, or even if you want to review and see the ones that I got, head over to commando.com, and I want you to click the link at the top of the page that says Kim's show, and then you'll find it right there. I'm not dead. Uh, coming right back, the secret to compressing images in Word or PowerPoint in case those files are just getting way too big, and then later on, how to stop Google from tracking you. And, of course, we have more of your phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show. All right, so it's super easy to create really big, big, I'm talking about Microsoft PowerPoint presentations or Microsoft Word docs. And then it takes a long time to open it, to edit it, or send it by email. So the biggest culprit when you start looking at these massive files are, well, it's all the photos and the videos that are inside. So here's a quick fix that only the pros know, but now you know it too. Now, you might be tempted to throw photos in a Word doc or PowerPoint that have this really super high resolution. It's not necessary. If that slideshow or doc is only gonna be viewed on a screen, just save yourself a ton of time and frustration. What you wanna do is lower the image's resolution by compressing them. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, Kim, I gotta do this by every single picture. Uh-uh, here's a secret. Both Word and PowerPoint will compress the images automatically. And for exact steps how to do is just search Word or PowerPoint by using the phrase compress pictures. And so. This little menu pops up and it says, hey, would you like to compress the pictures? And you're like, uh, yes. And then just watch that file size. Just go dramatically down. It really does work very, very well. And just a quick reminder that you can uh, get our new daily podcast, Kim Commando, today. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course. And when you do get the podcast, make sure that you subscribe. Because when you subscribe, it's kind of like getting the newspaper delivered every day to you. Uh, the podcast will be delivered to you without you even thinking. So you don't have to keep track of what you liked and what you kept up with or the part where you missed or where you left off. And so that's why it's really important to subscribe. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you subscribe to all of our podcasts. 
And sometimes they call it follow. And so it might be called follow or subscribe. I know Apple was trying to change that for a while because they, they, they're of the belief that when we said subscribe to a podcast that people thought that they had to pay for it. So wherever you get your podcast, just make sure that you subscribe. And let's see, Daniel in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Hello there, Daniel. Hi, Kim. How are you today? I am fantastic, sir. How can I help you out? Oh, good. I've been enjoying your program for a number of years and just needed to get a little technical help here. Okay. Um, we have, I don't know if I can say the name of the um, device, but anyhow, I'll put it out there and then somebody can tell me not to. So we have a ring uh, doorbell. That's fine. Uh, as well as some cameras. Okay. Sure. So what what we're finding out is uh, through the ring network, I guess it is, a neighborhood that uh, some people have a device that will temporarily block the signal. I guess maybe the, the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. signal. I'm, I'm, you're the techie person. I'm the guy. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no, you're uh, right. Okay. No, you're right. Uh, yeah. So they blocked it. So my question is, uh, in a nutshell, is there a device that I could get as well as anyone else listening to your program that would block the signal? In other words, keep them from blocking the signal. To keep them from blocking the signal. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does make sense. Um, okay. Well, that is really difficult to do because okay. uh, because the, there are the devices that you can buy, and they're generally illegal, uh, although people sell them all the time on eBay, is that it will block right. the Wi-Fi signal that will basically render that whatever that ring doorbell camera as inoperable and so that this way there are no alerts and no videos and so you don't really know what's going on until after the fact okay what you can what you can do is put an app on your phone or use a windows utility that will tell you uh if in fact that that connection has been blocked so you have at least you have a heads up and of course you know with your wi-fi what you want to do is, you know, give it a give it kind of a strange name. So don't use your address so that when they're driving around, they're trying to see the Wi-Fi networks. And, you know, matter of fact, you can hide your Wi-Fi network, too. But that means that every single thing that you get on with your home is that you'll actually have to type in the network name. Would, you, would that be interesting to you? It would be. Yes, oh, okay. ma'am. All right. So let me do this. Let me let me let me put the steps together on how you can hide your Wi-Fi network name. Uh, and so only you know that it's there and anybody who's driving around, they can't see it. And then in addition to that, I'll put some, I'll put a list to these apps together that will tell you that if in fact the Wi-Fi has been, um, disabled or blocked or whatever it is that, it, or the connection's lost, that you'll get some type of alert on your phone or on your PC. You know, it, it just goes to show you that every time you turn around, you know, the thieves, they just come up with new ways. I mean, you know, we've talked about it here on the show, and I actually had somebody send me a note like, oh, Kim Commando, you're wearing that tin cap again. No, I'm not. I was talking about that if you live in a, a high concentration area and you just leave your car keys out and it's all working by RFID, is that somebody can just duplicate that RFID signal and then steal your car. And so the way you do it is that you wrap your car keys in tinfoil or you put them in a special box in your house that's that's sealed with tinfoil. Some people are putting their car keys in the refrigerator and the microwave. Mm, just go ahead and just line a box. That's the easiest way to do it. Google always seems to know just what you want. And it's not just in your head. Google tracks everything, every search, every click, 
every message, email, request, and then it puts it all into this big database. So every once in a while, it's a good idea to go back and get a clean slate and clear your search history and activity. And so you start by going to this address, account.google.com, account.google.com. And then there's a whole big section that's marked privacy and personalization. That's where you want to go. And you're going to see check works, check marks next to web and app activity, location, YouTube history. But I bet you're going to be shocked about how much of your personal data that you're actually handing over to Google. Now, on these pages, here's another good idea. Set up auto-delete. I highly suggest that you do this. You can choose from three months to three years. But what this means is every three months or three years, Google will automatically delete all that stuff. Once again, the address where you go is myaccount.google.com. And stay right where you are. We have another hour coming up that you never want to miss here on the West Star Multimedia Network. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.